SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to Cover It with Teddy Covers here on Sirius XM Channel 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Over the course of the next hour, we're going to take a deep dive into the NBA with my old friend Jay Money. Jay Money is money on Twitter. Uh, Jay's a guy who knows NBA betting as well as anybody. I had him on a couple of times last year talking NBA. It's the first time this year. This season, I should say. Uh, obviously, we're in 2022 now as opposed to 2021. It's everyone's first appearance on Cover It with Teddy Covers this week of the year. But first appearance of the season for Jay Money. We're going to break down the world of NBA betting for you. We're going to talk about the good points spread teams. We're going to talk about the bad points spread teams. We're going to talk about strategies to use between now and the All-Star break. We're going to talk about how to deal with covid uh, right now, we're going to talk about good coaches, bad coaches, and give some advice for beginning and intermediate NBA betters. It will be a loaded hour with Jay Money. That being said, before we get into that, I need to give a big congratulations to all of you back east in the Empire State. New York is now legal for Sports betting. It's not like people didn't bet in New York before yesterday. <laughs> okay, I understand. People bet whether they bet legally in Jersey, whether they bet uh, with a bookie, whether they bet in the offshore world. People in New York were betting last week. But now it is legalized and regulated. And that it's a good thing for everybody. All right, Good thing for betters, good thing for bookmakers. Uh, it's a win-win situation. The only one who's bad for is your local bookie who, you know, I was one of those once. We talked about it last week on the show. Uh, you know, your local bookie, if he goes out of business, he goes out of business. That's just the way that it works. There are still some of the biggest states in the union, even with New York. And again, congratulations, New Yorkers. You guys get to go to a sports book, fund your accounts, and bet like most of the United States. What is it, 31 states now? Legal. But when we talk about the big states, the big dominoes to fall, New York, the biggest one so far, there's still California, there's still Texas, and of course Florida with their the sports betting revenue generator where they gave one sports book the authority for the entire state. That is the way Florida's done business for a while. They do very well with the Seminole Tribe, and there's a, a whole lot of back-scratching going on. Uh, between the legislatures and the representatives of the Seminoles that have allowed Florida to get a sports betting bill into place that isn't necessarily great for betters, but is very good for the special interests involved. This isn't the only show that I do uh, on the Sports Grid Radio Network. I'm usually on with Gabe Marenzi, uh, uh, Sports Rage, uh, <laughs> uh, Thursday nights. I do that show with Gabe, and Gabe got a, and I got into a big argument this week when we did the show about why California. I mean, Texas. The answer is easy. You know, we know why Texas doesn't have sports betting because um, when you talk about state laws, all right, 
your governor, your lieutenant governor, and your legislatures have the power. And in Texas, one of those gentlemen with the power says, I don't want sports betting. And it passed through the legislature and then got rejected. And one guy can do that. Governor doesn't want it. You ain't getting it. That's the case in Texas right now. In California, it's not as cut and dried. There's not anything, even any sports betting legislation on the horizon. Nothing, oh, hey, well, this is going to come in in the next legislative session. We're confident by, by the end of the year, California's going to have sports betting. There's none of that right now for California. And Marinci and I were battling about why. <laughs> it's easy on the outside looking into politics and saying, well, they should, they should, they should do this, they should do that. If you've been involved in the political game or the political world, you know that no decisions are ever based on what anyone should do. They're based on the localized special interest for each individual person in the a state assembly or in the state senate. <laughs> and the powers that be also have their influence but it's not like there's one guy calling the shots anywhere it's a bunch of individual decisions from individual legislators and in california there hasn't been anyone driving this legislation forward what we've seen in the states that have passed the sports betting bills is that there's a group you know an individual or a group in the state government that pushes it and that just hasn't happened in california i can't tell you why but these rumors, oh, well, the state of Nevada, they're, they're funding the, 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 the no gambling in California because it's good for the casinos out here. It is good for the casinos out here to not have sports betting in California. No question here in Las Vegas, we are the beneficiaries of California's reluctance to pass this legislation. That being said, I don't think the state of Nevada is why California hasn't passed the legislation. There are plenty of casinos in California. That hasn't killed the Las Vegas market or the Reno market or the Tahoe market. Um, so to blame California's inability to pass any kind of sports winning legislation on my fair state, the silver state, I don't think you're looking at it closely enough. Eventually, California's going to get there. But right now, frankly, I'm taking the over. The over did not cash for New York betters. You guys are legit now. Congrats. And, of course, we'll be legit with Jay Money coming up after this. Cover it continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There's nothing like being informed with all the odds, analysis, and bets, best bets all day long. How do you get that? It's real simple. You follow us on Twitter, at SportsGrid, and at SportsGrid TV. If you missed yesterday's wild giveaways with New York legalizing their sports betting for the very first time, it doesn't mean there won't be any more in the future. Again, follow on Twitter, at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. You can follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore covers. And you can follow our guest today on Twitter at JMoneyIsMoney. Nobody calls me Ted Savransky. Hell, <laughs> my mom calls me Teddy Covers these days. 
Nobody calls him Jay Lackey. They call him Jay Money. Jay Money is money. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you this weekend? What's up with this, Teddy? Yeah, everything's cool with me, man. Starting to see uh, NBA real clearly, so just trying to make up for uh, from a rough start to start the season, my guy. Well, I'm in the same boat as you. Actually, the last couple of weeks have been my best couple of weeks of the NBA season. I was real frustrated, really frustrated. I had a stretch late November into December. That's about as bad of an NBA stretch as I think I've ever had. Uh, I couldn't do anything right. I got all turned around on a bunch of different teams. I kept on getting the right team on the wrong day. You know, one of these situations where you look back, this team's covered six of eight, and you're the two games that they didn't cover. Those were the two games you had them. There was a lot of that for me. Uh, way more than I expect. Way more than you would have, you know, normally there's going to be some variance, but I felt like I had a lot of negative variance uh, during those uh, difficult stretches. The last couple of weeks have been much better, Jay, uh, for me, and it sounds like they are for you as well. How's your NBA season going of late? Uh, have you been able to turn things around significantly, or are we just starting to get there? Yeah, no, nah, things have actually turned around significantly. Uh, six and one, last seven best bets of the day. I always try to go by one strongest of the day. Unfortunately, it was six and zero. Oh. Unfortunately, it took a, um, a last second shot or a meltdown for me to to lose the last one. But things are starting to pick up here pretty strongly, like, as you said, the last two weeks. Uh, things have picked up on the show as well. Uh, got a YouTube channel, NBA Talk with Jay. Pretty much go live every day, giving out NBA picks. So that's what I do, man. We're we're starting to uh, see things really nicely, and like. You said, Teddy, it, was, it might have been tough. We had some good calls early in the season, just a team some maybe not came to play, or obviously there was a lot of COVID situations with some players being announced out. You know, we, we can't bet early uh, anymore. We have to make sure who's in the game, who's playing. we got coaches entering protocols. So I think our time is coming for, uh, for our right side to start coming through, Teddy. Sure. Well, it sounds to me, and again, I'm guessing, I don't know this for a fact, but it sounds to me like you might have joined me with a very, very not fun play on the Boston Celtics, minus one and a half on Thursday night against the Knicks. Uh, is that the last second loser you were talking about? Because I had the Celtics on Thursday, and I was ready to rip my freaking hair out. Yeah, that's definitely the game. That's definitely the game, Teddy, but it's all good. We'll, we will definitely get them back. Um, obviously, they melted. It was the second half, but it, it happens. I still feel like we had the right side, and I'll keep, uh, I'll keep on going. Yeah, but... You ever have one player that you just never, like, he kills you when you bet on the team and he kills you when you bet against the team? That guy, for me, I swear, since he was in Orlando, Evan Fournier, if I'm betting on his team, Fournier's guaranteed to go 0 for 12 with two points and eight turnovers. And when you bet against him, all of a sudden he's setting career. That's the second time he set a career high uh, going absolutely nuts and basically single-handedly winning a game. Uh, where I've been against Evan Fournier. Oh, that was frustrating. Thanks for the memory. I really appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> good times from only a couple of days ago. <laughs> now, just real quick, I was going to say, James Hardman of late, I know, like, the Nets, ever since the start, open night of the season, this guy has, after, every single time I take the Nets, um, Hardman is terrible, absolutely terrible. Somebody's missing free throws, he's missing layups. 
airballing threes. And then when I go against the Nets, I'm talking about their world beaters. Hard to have a triple-double. I don't know why the Nets this year have been my kryptonite. We know they're supposed to be one of the better teams in the league. Whenever I take them, the motivation in there, they're not playing a lick of defense at all. Then I bet against them. And then they're coming back in the fourth quarter. Man, Kevin Durant, we know he's one of the better. Uh, he's the best offensive player in the league. But, man, it's, it's been tough with me. That's exactly how I feel with James Harden uh, in the Nets this year. Well, did you see how that game ended the other night? With the Nets, uh, who the Nets Pacers. All right, the Pacers pull their starters. The Nets leave theirs in. Durant hits a jumper with 40 seconds left. Now Brooklyn's up 12. They're laying eight, eight and a half. There's less than 40 seconds left. They, the team covers that game, I'm not going to say 99 out of 100, 98 out of 100. But what happened, Indiana's got the G-Leaguers in. <laughs> they want points. Uh, first, they get a foul and two free throws. The Nets dribble out with the veterans on the floor. And the G-Leaguers get the ball back, 3.9 seconds left. Fast break, bucket, boom, in. And they end up Nets winning by only eight. Strange things can and do happen if you missed that one. And, of course, that landed right around the number. There were seven and a halfs that kick uh, tip off. There were eights. There were eight and a halfs. That little sequence at the end of the game made a big difference in a lot of people's pockets. So uh, I think Brooklyn may be a team you can make money with. Uh, I like them better on the road than I do at home. But uh, the Nets have been real spotty over the first half of the campaign. But now, maybe for the first time all year, they've been their uh, healthy team, someone we can pay attention to moving forward. But certainly from a value standpoint, Brooklyn is not a team you're going to find a bunch of values in the betting marketplace. Who's your favorite team right now? What team are you making money with? What team would you tell our audience that uh, they can make money with? Because for me, it's the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are my favorite team by far in recent weeks. you have a team like that that you've been riding and making money with lately? Yeah, the Grizzlies, the, uh, the Grizzlies and the Cavs. I know that the Cavs haven't, they're 0-4-1 against the spread the last five games, but obviously they had a lot of injuries as well. Like, I made some money. I probably faded them at least three times over that span, but they had a lot of uh, guards go out. Of the, uh, go out. We know they, they lost Ricky Rubio for the year um, section as well, so that's very unfortunate, but they did pick up Rondo, and then now Garland is out of uh, health and safety protocol, so I think the Cavs, just the way that they play uh, basketball, the way that they play defense, um, they're just playing hard, and that's something I'm noticing in these days. We're betting on the teams that play hard every single night, especially on both sides, especially on the defensive end on the floor. We know that with, uh, they got the Twin Towers, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. So even though they hadn't been so good ATS uh, and winning so, um, so uh, as of late, I do think they will continue their success once they uh, start get healthy, get their guards back. Like I said, they got Rondo over there from the Lakers. So I think the Cavs will get back on that money train. And another team, the Timberwolves, they were, there was another team that was decimated by, by some players and health and safety protocols. I really like where this team is going. They finally got a coach. Um, they, they have a big three with uh, Russell, Carl, Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. I think this is another team there will there will be some money uh, made with them. The Heat, another team over there in the Eastern Conference, the hard-nosed team. They have they have aspirations to go deep into the NBA playoffs. Obviously, they were dealing with a ton of injuries as well, and even still won some games, competed with teams like Golden State. Um, I think that once this team gets healthy, they will also be a cash cow for us down the road here, Teddy. Yeah, so I mean the Grizz and Ca- the the Grizzlies and the Cavaliers are both top-notch point spread teams. You know, I feel like 
in some ways, those two teams, like the, you might still be able to make some money with them, but you're not going to make as much money over the back half of the year as you did over the front half of the year with teams like uh, Miami and Memphis. Sorry, with teams like uh, Memphis and Cleveland. But for a team like Miami, and what was the other? Oh, Minnesota was the other team we talked about. Um, those two teams, in my mind. The betting markets haven't necessarily been pricing them correctly to begin with, and they don't have a big betting bandwagon like Memphis and Cleveland do. So I wouldn't be shocked at all to see both Miami and Minnesota be solid moneymakers. They're two of Jay Money's favorite teams right now. I would be surprised they're two of your favorite teams by the end of January. Much more. We're just getting started with Jay Money is Money. NBA discussion continues after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We've got extended time today with Jay Money talking NBA hoops. And right now, January, this is arguably my favorite time of the NBA season, all right? Because what happens at this time of the year, between now and the All-Star break, all right, basically, where a team's power rated at now takes a lot to change that in any significant way. So when you get a team that is notably getting better or notably getting worse at this time of year, boy, the markets are sluggish to adjust. They really are. You can ride streaks like nobody's business in January and early February in the NBA. The hot teams stay hot, the cold teams stay cold, and the markets do not adjust as much as they probably should, at least in this better's opinion. That's why I love this stretch of the season in the NBA. I think Jay Money does as well. Jay, what's your favorite time of the year betting NBA? I mean, we all love the playoffs, but, you know, in the regular season, in my mind, like this stretch in January into February, I also like March, where nobody pays any attention to the NBA because all the talk is March Madness. Um, and, you, again, you can find teams and just ride them again and again and again, and the markets don't catch up. What's your favorite time of the year to bet NBA? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I always usually catch my stride around February, March. That's when we know what the teams are. Um, obviously, in, in today's NBA, there are a lot of moving parts over the offseason. Off so there's not many teams that usually just, like, stay the same or keep the same core. I mean, and, and even then, there's still some bench players that are moving around. So what, once teams really get, uh, get into their groove, and um, obviously if there's no major injuries, we really know what teams are. Unfortunately, these days we've got the health and safety protocols, but it seems like it starts to, to kind of relax a little bit. We're starting to see a little bit more um, fluid rosters here. So I would say around February, March, uh, that's when we really start catching our stride and know exactly what these teams are, who the bet against teams are, um, who the bet on teams are. You always know we always bet, all, bet, bet our spots as well. Sure. So uh, before the break, we were talking about some of, I asked you who your favorite teams were in the NBA. You talked about the Heat, the Grizzlies, the Cavs, and the T-Wolves right now. What about your least favorite team? You talk about Brooklyn as being the team you've had a little bit of difficulty with. My kryptonite this year, I mean, the Boston Celtics, I hate that team right now. Couldn't hate them more. Can't win betting on them. Can't win betting against them. Um, 
they're just a team that I've really struggled with in all kinds of different ways. And Sacramento is kind of like that for me, too. I feel like you're going to make money betting against the Kings every game, and yet whenever I bet against the Kings, somehow they manage, you know, Buddy Heald hits nine three-pointers or, you know, Halliburton goes nuts or something weird happens at the end of the game and I don't end up getting there. So for me, the Celtics and the Kings have been problematic reads. Do you have any teams like that? Yeah, I do have some. T- Unfortunately, there's a lot of them this year. <laughs> I mean, like, no lie. It really is a lot of them, but, like, the Nuggets, right? This team is so up and down. They're supposed to be the fourth-best team in the West, and they literally, you never know, they may lose by 20 points. They may blow a team out by 30. They may actually get up by 20 and still lose the game. It's happened at least twice already this year. I'm not sure if, I mean, Malone's a good coach, but sometimes he just seems to lose handle of his group. It seems like every year he has to call his team out at least four, at least four to five times for not showing up in the game or pissing the game away. So it, the Nuggets are very hard to read for me. Um, the Lakers, obviously, they're starting to catch their stride down, but this team is, a, is basically a team of old guys. So they're so up and down like this. And one more, the Hornets, man. It's so crazy, Ted, because this team offense is so good, but the defense is so bad. Um, we talked about it the other day. I was telling you, hey, the Hornets may smack up the pistons. They were laying thin and they blew them out. But there's other days where they don't play a lick of defense and they're supposed to compete. Like I say, they have the offense. They can do it, but it's just, the defense is so up and down. It's just they're letting guys go right past them. It's actually bad to see because they have some good players over there. Hayward, uh, Rozier, obviously LaMelo Ball is a showtime type of player. They got to get some defense over there. You would think that Kelly Oubre would help over there, but I'm not sure what the what the Hornets are doing, Teddy. It's one of the most unpredictable teams in the NBA. What the Hornets are doing is they're catching over bets. Uh, the number two team in the NBA when it comes to cashing overs so far this season. Only Miami has cashed more overs than Charlotte this year. And that was a surprise to me when I saw that. I'm like, really? I didn't even know the Heat uh, were an over team. They've been going over uh, by significant margins, uh, in fact. So Miami, the number one over team in the NBA right now. Charlotte, number two. And if I'm betting a uh, Hornets game, I'm probably looking at the over uh, because... Uh, the struggles they've had on the defensive end, as you mentioned, the team can light it up or not. So we talk about your favorite teams and your least favorite teams right now. Let's talk about the good point. Okay, there's five teams in the NBA that are 60% or better full season against the spread. Cleveland, Oklahoma City, Golden State, Memphis, and Chicago. Of those five teams... Are there any that have red flags to you moving forward? Like, hey, this team might have, you know, capped out. They're not going to get any better than they've already been. Are there any that stand out to you as, hey, this team's still an undervalued commodity and we can still make money with them? The five best teams, again, against the spread of the NBA. Cleveland, OKC, Golden State, Memphis, and Chicago. Give me your take uh, on a bet on or bet against from that group moving forward. So I'll go through every one of them. The Cavs, like I say, the, the style that they play, I really think they're buying into bigger staff, uh, into his into his system, into what he what he wants to do. I really think he's a candidate for Coach of the Year. So I think the Cavs could keep it going. Like I say, a couple of big injuries um, to some guards, but they did get some reinforcements. The Cavs just they're motivated every single night, and you have to love that. So I do think they'll continue 
catching spreads. The Thunder they have a uh, they have a lot of different guys that can that can really play a young guys, a young core. But I don't think it's sustainable for the rest of the year for them to be the top five uh, against the spread team. Obviously, a lot of times they catch some points, but we know another team that they're trying to stockpile draft picks. So towards the late, uh, later end of the year, they may start sitting SGA, sitting doors. They've already done it a handful of times this year. So I don't think that it will be sustainable. The Warriors, um, I think this team will really make a deep run into the playoffs. So, and we know they're, the, they were like 6-1, and one, now 6-2 and two against the spread or straight up after a loss. They're one of the hard-nosed teams, and they just play defense, play hard every single night. Barring any major injury, the Warriors will continue to be a cash cow. The Grizzlies as well. They play so hard on the defensive end, and John Moran, the, he's a young superstar in this league. He can get to the rim at will, even against um, better rim protectors like Rudy Gobert. So uh, the Grizzlies will be sustainable, and the Bulls as well, another top team in the East. I mean, DeRozan and the Levine on the same team, it's actually pretty unfair, to be honest with you, Teddy. Then they got guys <laughs> like Lonzo Ball, um, Vucevic. This Bulls team is actually lights out on both ends of the four, um, offensively and defensively. I can't wait to the Eastern Conference playoffs. But, yeah, these, they'll be still at the top, the, uh, the Bulls for sure. So it doesn't look like there's any of those teams that uh, look to you as the teams that have the markets have caught up with them. They're not as good as they've been, and, and they're clear bet against moving forward. And I'm with you on OKC, obviously. OKC stands out like a sore thumb from that group. The other four teams are all playoff teams, and OKC's a bottom feeder. But as a bottom feeder, they're catching a whole bunch of points every night, and they keep covering numbers. So uh, they did it last year as well. I would not sell the Oklahoma City, City Thunder uh, all that short. When it comes to the bad point spread teams in the NBA so far, uh, four of them stand out to me. The Blazers, the Lakers, the Hawks, and the Kings. Should betters expect more of the same? These are bet against teams moving forward. Any of those teams prime for a second half turnaround and we can make money with them? Or are those four squads more like 50-50 Moving forward, Portland, L.A., Atlanta, and Sacramento. Give me your take, Jay Money. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to let the secret out too early. But the Hawks will not be this bad forever, uh, Teddy. As you know, we saw the quotes from Trey Young saying these these games are just not. It's not motivated. Um, they're boring, right? He want, he wants to have playoff type games. So when this team really locked it in and trying to make a playoff push, I really do think that they will gear in. As the, as we know, teams always do uh, right before the playoffs. So I do think the Hawks have the depth. They have the um. They have the defense. They just don't choose to play any. But we know. That Nathan Miller is one of the better defensive um, coaches out there. I know that they had high expectations this year, but they're just—they're basically just um, just trying to make it through the season without any major, any more major injuries. And the team has been decimated by COVID as well. At one point, they had like 11. They basically shouldn't have been playing games. They had like 11 or 12 players. Um, on the health and safety protocols or injuries list. So I do think once the Hawks get back healthy in the second half of the season, especially after All-Star break, I will. I do think they'll make a run and start to make the money. I mean, it may not come to them being one of the best uh, best ATS um, teams, but I definitely don't think they'll be in the bottom five when it's all said and done, Titi. Uh, any thoughts on, you know, cause my, in my mind, the, the Blazers to me, as long as Lillard doesn't get traded. When he gets traded, it may be a different story. I don't know that he will. But as long as Lillard's on the team, I want to bet against Portland right now because I know he's hurt. He'll be back in, you know, in the not-too-distant future. But this is a team that's been playing for these you know, seven seeds, eight seeds, nine seeds. They made a bunch of off-season moves, really tried to get better. Hasn't happened. 
And now it's a veteran squad. The leaders have checked out. I think the Blazers at or near the top of my bet against lists for the month of January right now. Would you agree or disagree? Um, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you, Teddy. I think the Blazers are definitely a uh, bit against right now. I'm not betting this game, betting this team. I'm only betting against them right now. Damian Lillard has checked out. CJ, all of the veterans have checked out. They're not playing for their coach, and I wasn't a big fan of the Bill of Tire in the first place. No, and it's sad. I was such a fan of Chauncey Billups as a player. All right? I mean, gutty, gritty, defensive-minded, clutch as could be. Love Chauncey. As a coach... First year, first time coach with that team? Well, we'll talk about coaches after the break. I don't know if he's going to go on my dumbest coach in the league list right now, but Chauncey Billups hasn't shown a lot of bet on potential in his first year with the Portland Trailblazers as their head basketball coach. We got so much more coming with Jay Money is Money. We're going to talk, yeah, we got to talk about COVID. We'll talk about coaches. We'll talk about advice for beginning better. Stay tuned. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Stay on the grid all day, even when you're not tuned in, by following us on Twitter at SportsGrid. And at SportsGrid TV, if you missed those incredible giveaways yesterday with the legalization of betting in New York, doesn't mean you don't want to be following at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. I'm sure in the not-too-distant future there will be more days like yesterday where they're giving a bunch of free accounts away. You can follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore covers. You can follow our guest today on Twitter at JMoneyIsMoney. And Jay... Talk about your podcast uh, for a minute. You've got a daily NBA podcast. Where can our listeners consume that? Yes, sir. Yeah, you can find it. So we go live on YouTube uh, basically every day at 1 o'clock Eastern, sometimes 12 o'clock Eastern, but for the most part, 1, 1 p.m. Eastern, we're live one uh, on YouTube giving away uh, giving away free NBA picks. That's what we do, talk about NBA, all the games, even if we don't have plays, uh, and you should be able to find it in podcast form as well, wherever you listen to your podcast. And what's the name of that called? Yeah, it's called NBA Talk with Jay. You can just type in Jay Money on YouTube or uh, NBA. The, the park, podcast is definitely called NBA Talk with Jay Money. Um, and the show is called, the, the YouTube channel is called NBA Talk with Jay. Good stuff from Jay Money. So I kind of teased it before the break, and I want to jump ahead to it. I know I've sent you a list of questions, but I want to jump ahead to this one in particular because I want to make sure that we get it in. There are so many newbies out there right now. You know, sports betting legalized now in, I think, 31 states, New York, just this week. There's a lot of guys who are literally making the first NBA bets of their lives this week or this year or this month. If you had one piece of advice for a beginning NBA better, for a real newbie, what would you say to them? Oh uh, well, first I say watch my show on YouTube. But um, <laughs> the second I would say the second I would say man is definitely check the injury reports, um, see how these guys, see how the teams have been doing recently as well. So I'm gonna say that's the main one. 
check to see how teams have been doing the their last five games. You don't necessarily want to take a team that's in bad form. You want to take the team that's playing their best basketball of the season um, now that we're at this point in the season. So I'd say focus in on those past five games. Um, definitely look at the end report. Maybe not bet so early. I And definitely bet, like, wait as long as you can. Bet right before the game. I usually try to wait maybe 10 minutes before tip-off. It's, it's possible that way I have as much info as possible before placing my money down. And if I was going to give one piece of advice to a real newbie, and you know, beginning NBA better, I would say this. Ride streaks. And when I mean ride them, I don't mean ride them for a day or two or for a week or two. I mean, you find a team that you think is undervalued in the betting market. You say, I'm going to bet this team every time for the next 10 games. Takes your individual... Uh, your individual lack of experience in betting... And kind of throws it at the window. Throws it out the window because you're saying this is the team that is undervalued in the markets right now or this is the team that's overvalued in the markets right now. You don't try to overthink it. You find one or two bet on teams, one or two bet against teams. And, of course, that list will change <laughs> as time passes. But initially, find a team to bet on, find a team to bet against, and use that strategy until that team beats you not once, beats you twice in a row. And then you look for a new team. So that'd be my number one piece of advice for a beginning NBA better to try to make sense of this. What about an intermediate NBA better? A guy who's bet the league, who understands, the, you know, someone who understands it, but maybe wouldn't consider themselves an NBA expert yet. What would you tell them? Yeah, I would tell them notice the market shifts, right? Even the teams that we just talked about being super high, they do start to uh, grade them super high. We talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Grizzlies. You have to play. You have to pay a premium with these teams now. So it's all about finding the right spot. You don't necessarily want to take them uh, basically every single game. You want to pick your spots to bet them because obviously, like I said, the, the, the point spreads are going to be shaded a few points higher. The, the sportsbooks don't want to get don't want to get smacked on these teams forever. So I would just say notice the market splits. Know when you need to buy or sell on a certain team. It's the same thing with teams that's been losing for. They're not going to necessarily lose forever. I mean, you don't necessarily want to catch a falling knife, but what you say if the team has been, been lost uh, two of their last six, they may not be getting the respect in the markets. You might find a, find a good um, buy low spot for them. So I just say pay attention to where you see some teams overvalued or undervalued. And you know what I would give as terms of my advice to an intermediate better as opposed to a beginning better? I would say ride the freaking streaks, <laughs> all right? Find a team that's undervalued in the marketplace and say, I'm going to bet on this team for the next eight games, the next ten games, and do the same thing with a bet against team. I'm going to bet against this team for the next eight games or ten games. And that is how I think you can make the most money in the NBA. So my advice for beginners versus intermediates is exactly the same. Find a team that's priced wrong in the markets and bet honor against them repeatedly, or bet them over or under repeatedly. Let's talk about that right now. You know, do you have any teams right now you're looking that you think are the, is the, this is an over team right now, or this is an under team right now? Do you have an over team and or an under team we can bet on again and again over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I'm not huge into the total city, but we know we all know the Hornets have a super fast pace, probably the, the, the fastest pace in the league. They don't play any defense and have a super high power offense. 
that the, all of those uh, three things are key for over and the um and with the unders we know that thunder this you can't spell thunder without uh without under this <laughs> one has been one of the better uh, seriously it's been one of the best under teams in the league and also the pelicans are a couple of teams that they can play some good defense really struggle on offense i know the pelicans really picked up their pace of late but thunder for sure um they really struggle to score and they have a lot of uh, players in and out of lineup but they can play some defense not a super fast pace as well so you always want to pay attention to the pace when you're uh when you're betting totals yeah i'll tell you what i had uh uh i've had a good week betting the nba but boy i had a wrong side loser i like golden state and dallas over the total the other night and i like that play despite the fact that Dallas is the number one under team in the NBA and the slowest pace team in the NBA. And Golden State is the number two uh, under team in the NBA. And, of course, that game never sniffed uh, and over was dead nuts under start to finish. But some of that had to do with the fact that Golden State only hit five three-pointers. <coughs> Excuse me, for the entire ball game. So, uh, uh, nonetheless, wrong side loser in that one. Um, but, I, I mean, the way the Mavs are playing defense... Right now, they're as strong an under team as you can find in the NBA. That was an impressive defensive performance. Golden State didn't miss all those threes by accident. And, again, you don't know if it's going to be that way a month from now. But right now, nobody in the league playing at a slower pace or playing better defense than the Dallas Mavericks. They are a dead nuts under team. Look, I've been really trying not to make everything about COVID. <laughs> but, in a sense, it is. Um, how are you dealing with the COVID? Uh, you, uh, obviously, you've talked about betting later in the day. Are you doing more in-game? Is it less about handicapping and more about health investigating? Uh, talk about making sense from this you know, uh, COVID world in the NBA right now. Yeah, it's always pretty tough. Um, always, I mean, obviously, I go on uh, live early in the day to talk about the NBA picks, but it is always tough because the best players or best couple of players could be out at the last minute. Like I say, that happened a lot in that first quarter, first 30 games of the season. It hadn't really happened so much as of late, maybe with some coaches going down. I mean, unfortunately, when you go up there to Toronto, they're really testing you hard. So it seems like teams, uh, players are really going into protocols when they come or go from Toronto. But um, the main thing I I would say I'm going with my spots right now. Lately, what I've noticed, even if a couple of guys are out, if the spot is right, even those remaining players, I mean, we know how you know how it is, Teddy. Sometimes there's a bet on spot. Sometimes that's a bet against. So if I mean, if they have players out and it's already a bet against, then yeah, it's a full go. But if it's a uh, if it's a bet on spot, sometimes I'll still just go with it. And we know how it is. Sometimes it'll be a look ahead spot. Oh, better, best player out theory. So the, the motivation is always so sketchy in today's game, Teddy. So it's all about finding that motivated motivational spot where we know that the team, no matter who's out there. I remember you said it to me one time. I don't care who's out there. I just hope that this team covers this number and they really stood out to me because we're betting on the teams. We're not necessarily betting on the players. It doesn't matter who's out there. That team can still get it done. It, it always stuck with me. So that's, that's how I look at it, Tim. Which is why if I'm giving a coach of the year candidate right now, all right, you talked about Bickerstaff earlier, J.B. Bickerstaff. Certainly he merits consideration for Cleveland. Cleveland's been the biggest overachiever in early season play. But if I'm giving out of my coach of the year award at the halfway point, there's only one guy I can give it to. That's Eric Spolstra in Miami, a team that has been devastated with COVID, injuries, et cetera, et cetera. And there they are, top four seed in the East. <laughs> you know, uh, who's your coach of the year right now? 
I'd have to say I'd have to say Bickerstaff just because he's literally brought the Cavs. I mean, the Cavs were just a, a bottom feeder. I know the coach of the year has to go to a top top team, but I'm starting to to compare what the Cavs have came from to what they are now. Just in this short instance, I have to give it to Bickerstaff. There's another team they were decimated by by COVID, by injuries. I mean, they just they were they had Pangos. They signed a point guard off the street, Teddy, and they were still yeah. being competitive in some games. I mean, they turned around Mobley. I'd have to give it to Bickerstaff right now and another thing i wasn't always a big fan of steve kerr he's actually starting to show me that he's actually a pretty good coach so i mean with the with how well the warriors have started as well um i have to have him up there as well but i mean i'm a big miami heat fan um you know what type of guy so I'm, i would definitely go with Spolcher as well but i do think uh majority of that um they like they've always had some guys in their rotation even though they lost them a bunch of guys they always they're such a deep team you know what i'm saying but i, I definitely see what you're saying definitely three of the top uh, candidates for sure. Sure. And Taylor Jenkins, you have to, we have to mention him for Memphis as well. He deserves to be <laughs> in any coach of the year consideration. You got just a few minutes left here with Jay Money at Jay Money is Money on Twitter. Um, check out his podcast to search for Jay Money on YouTube. Um, give me your final four in the NBA. Who's going to be standing? Two from the East, two from the West. Man, that's tough. <laughs> I want to say I, I, Warriors for sure, Teddy. I, I hate to make a prediction so early, but because, um, I mean, earlier before the year, I said Nets Lakers, and there's no way. Teddy, there's no way that the Lakers are making it. <laughs> there's no way. But I have to say Warriors, Suns out of the West and out of the East, man, uh, I don't know, man, because it's going to be tough between the Heat, the Bulls, um, the Nets and the books. I mean, like I can't. You can't count the seventy sixes out as well. It's gonna be really tough over here, especially with, with the the threats that the Bulls bring here. I'd, I'd like to say that the Nets would be there at the end, but oh boy, this this team is just so up and down. I'm not a so. We talk about coaches. I'm not a big fan of that Steve Nash. So I think that he could get back in there. And and right now, I want to I want to say Bulls, man. It may be a surprise because those are they go those guys are hungry. Levine and and the Rosen. I want to say Bulls and Heat. I'll go with you. There you have it. Jay Money is money. Promote yourself, my friend. We have just a few seconds left. I think we got 30 seconds. How how long do we have? I'm sorry. One minute. Promote yourself, my friend. Yeah, yeah. If you guys can go and follow me on Twitter at Jay Money is Money. I post a link for the show and for the podcast every day. So if you can't catch up with the time, we go we go live on YouTube every day at one o'clock, one p.m. Eastern um, time, giving out free NBA picks, man. So go and follow me on Twitter. Go and follow us um, on YouTube as well. Subscribe to the channel. Appreciate everybody. And I was going to ask Jay for a free play for a Saturday, but unfortunately. A whole lot of lines up as we record, so we're going to have to give him a pass on that. Jay Money, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to hang out with our listening audience here on Cover It with Teddy Covers. We'll do it again in the not-too-distant future, my friend. Stay tuned. Cover It continues after this. Yeah, I'll do my best to give you a free play for tomorrow. Let's go. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're here in the home stretch of Cover It with Teddy Covers here on SiriusXM. Channel 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Before I go, I'm going to give you guys 
a bettable opinion on Saturday's NBA slate. That being the early start game. And again, we don't have a whole lot of points spreads to work with right now. So I'm doing the best that I can in advance. But it's real simple. Okay? <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies are now 17-4 and four straight up in their last 21 ballgames. They are 10-1 and one against the spread in their last 11 road games. This is a team right now that is kicking ass and taking names. Did I mention they're 10-2 and two against the spread on the road off a win this season? And they are coming off another blowout win over Detroit. They're playing an early start game on Saturday in L.A. Means they get to go out in L.A. on Saturday night. <laughs> Which may be a modest distraction. But, hey, I'd rather have them play early than late in that regard. And, of course, the West Coast, uh, the East Coast team traveling west, you don't worry about the early start times. This is a very limited Clippers team right now, let's be real. When you're playing without your two best players, it's not likely that you're going to have a particularly successful season or a particularly successful run, and that's what uh, L.A. is going through right now. The better teams are going to go into the Staples Center and beat the Clippers. And right now, the Grizzlies are one of the better teams. So look at Memphis. Look at line I'm seeing here is Grizz minus 3.5. It comes that low. I'm all over Memphis <laughs> in this one. The Grizzlies, a one-way team for me on the highway. We talked about riding the streaks. If you've been riding this Memphis Grizzlies streak, you had a very good Christmas. And you've had a very good start to 2022. And that's going to wrap it for Cover It with Teddy Covers this week. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to hang out with us. If you missed any portion of this program, just search for Cover It with Teddy Covers at all major podcast outlets. Enjoy the games and good luck.